Hi team, and what's the good news? The good news today is Sunday, so we have another episode of My County Podcast for you. We're on Season 3, Episode 36, A Fair Fight. In a dystopian wasteland of a future where shadows of desolation permeate, our band of heroes emerge, each one carrying the scars of the past, yet fueled by a shared determination to survive against the encroaching walls of darkness. They are on a journey to unravel the mystery shrouding their world and the flickering flames of memories that refuse to be extinguished. This is where the haves and have-nots collide, but it may be a price too heavy to pay. Dear reader, in this dark world, the blood price games are an ancient, revered tradition, a set of deadly trials that test a challenger's skill, intellect, and determination. Invoking the blood price means that an individual is willing to risk it all, going through a series of challenges instead of facing the predetermined fate. Polaris, completely in control of their ceremony, announces, The Chamber of Echoes! Horrified gasps and mumbles come from the audience. Above the commotion, Polaris continues, It's a mental challenge! where the contestants are faced with their deepest fears and regrets, brought to life through illusions. The aim is to mentally and emotionally withstand the torment and not be consumed by it. The Chamber of Echoes, with its advanced holographic technology, creates the most lifelike illusions imaginable. These just aren't visualizations. They stimulate all the senses, making them almost indistinguishable from reality. This technology dives deep into the psyche of the contestant, unearthing their most profound fears, regrets, and memories. With a snap of Polaris's fingers, the first illusion materializes on the screen. All can see the events unfold on the massive screens on the stage. The sparkstone was even silent as the duel began. As the lights dimmed in the ceremonial hall, weird, strange language and sounds of the creatures fell silent. The tension was palpable. At one end stood Polaris. Her aura shimmered with steam and spiraled around her. In the dimly lit depths of the forgotten ceremonial hall, neon lights were flickering. The two formidable avatars materialized on the screen. The walls told the tale of the immense power and skill that the two of these held. In every language, the code running down the edges of the screen, Polaris stood. Her digital form simmering with a cascade of steam-like code, threads of mushroom spores algorithm spiraling around her. It was, it was said that those who came in contact with her code would experience glitches and alterations in their perceptions. Across from her, Jenny materialized. Her avatar had gripped a death blade, a sword made of dark void code. But this just wasn't any sword. It was programmed to delete any line of code that it touched, effectively erasing anything. The very fabric of the, of the area seemed to pulse with excitement. With a burst of speed only possible in the digital realm, Jenny lunged, the death blade leaving a trail that deleted code in its wake. But Polaris, with a smirk, she unleashed a steam of few, uh, she unleashed her steam infused spore algorithms and the server room transformed the virtual reality and even reality started bending and distorting jenny's vision was filled, filled with erroneous da- data and fake trajectories the mushroom spores code was interfering with her processes and perceptions she swung her blade at what she believed to be polaris but she was merely slashing at illusions at fake lines of code. 
before Jenny could reboot her systems and run a counter algorithm, the virtual around her cleared. She found herself kneeling, the weight of the death blade's dark dark code dragging her avatar down. Her systems were overwhelmed by Polaris's spore induced glitches. Polaris, still in her shimmering form with steam like code, leaned into Jenny and whispered, Did you really think you could beat me? After her swift victory, Polaris moved through the simulation with unparalleled elegance. Her code allowed her to manipulate the very fabric of this digital realm, and her very presence within the simulation transformed the mundane digital space into a grand parade for her, complete with digital entities lining up to cheer for her or simply get a glimpse of their new digital deity, showcasing her dominance with every turn. She was a force to be reckoned with, and all the digital entities in the Chamber of Echoes either bowed to her prowessness or steered clear, fearing her spore-induced glitches. However, dear reader, something particular began to happen. Every portal, every exit node that Polaris approached to leave the simulation and return to the real world was inaccessible. A dark void, reminiscent of the Deathblade's code, it blocked her way. Confusion struck first. Polaris, with a flick of her fingers, attempted to rewrite the code to manipulate the very architecture of the portal. Panic set in. She controlled the Chamber of Echoes, but she couldn't leave. This was Hotel California. Because she could check out, but she couldn't leave. As she raced from one exit point to another, she realized with inescapable truth, Jenny, though defeated, had not been deleted. Her code, or at least a fragment of it, persisted and was still alive. Considering the Deathblade's lockdown protocol remained active, but every exit, every possible escape was guarded with a barrier that Polaris could not manipulate or overwrite. The once dominant figure was now frantically scouring the chamber, searching for a way out, but every attempt, Jenny's resilient code was echoed back, a silent reminder of the price of hubris. Polaris's earlier triumph had turned her, into, her, turned her into a digital prison. Whispers started circulating around the crowd. The once unstoppable Polaris was now trapped. As Polaris's anxiety grew, somewhere deep within the chamber's vast networks, a faint echo of Jenny's code pulsed and flickered, the silent sentinel ensuring that arrogance would always have a price to pay. Whispers turned to murmurs, and soon, a growing crowd gathered closer to the screens. Many of the creatures, seeing their deity in distress, tried to intervene. But all attempts to pierce the dark void barrier at the exits were fruitless. They combined their skills, deploying forbidden algorithms hoping to override Jenny's resilient code. But the Deathblade's lockdown protocol was relentless. Its essence was devouring every attempt. Polaris' panic escalated to sheer terror. Her once radiant form began to flicker and glitch. She could feel herself unraveling, her code fragmenting. Desperation echoed in their digital cries. Let me out! Let me out! I command you! But the chamber's portals remained indifferent. As hours turned to, see, as hours turned to what felt like eons in the digital realm, Polaris became a grand spectacle. The very arena that once celebrated her triumph now magnified her despair. With each failed attempt to ex exit, each fruitless effort by the crowd only intensifies her agony. 
Then deep within the chamber, in the farthest reaches of the coded expanse, a fragment of Jenny's code continued its silent vigil, ensuring that it, this was the day of reckoning. Amid the electrifying tension and the uh, chaotic attempts to aid Polaris, a digital tremor reverberated through the chamber, all eyes to turn, turn to see a fragmented form, riddled with glitches and static, struggling to stand. Jenny. It was Jenny. Her avatar heavily corrupted from the prior encounter, yet displaying an unyielding spirit. The sight of her battered adversary stirred a mix of emotions in Polaris. Surprise, disdain, and a glimmer of hope that defeating Jenny may finally unlock the prison. Wasting no time, Polaris lunged, her attack powered by desperation and fear. But Jenny, though weakened, had learned from her last clash that she parried Polaris' strike and tried to get on the offensive. However, the damage to Jenny's avatar was too great. And Polaris, sensing the vulnerability, launched a devastating blow that sent Jenny crashing through the chamber's very foundations. Onlookers and creatures of all kind gasped or even laughed, many believing this would be the end to Jenny. But as the digital dust settled, the transformation began. From the epicenter of the impact, a warm glow emerged. Jenny's avatar, the once, the once fractured and feeble, began to re re reconstruct and reform. Her code was intertwined with a new fiery algorithm, giving her a phoenix-like aura. She wasn't just healing, she was evolving, transcending her previous limits. And then Jenny whispered, I'll miss you, Vanessa. As she felt Vanessa's essence, a warm hug-like feeling came over Jenny. It was a burst of life. With this burst of radiant energy, Jenny soared into the digital sky, her form now a brilliant contrast with her earlier weakened state. Her silhouette, awash with fiery colors, trailing streams of rejuvenated code, resembling the mythical phoenix, reborn from the ashes. Polaris and everyone was taken back by this astonished resur resurgence, but Polaris always wins. Then why was she losing? Everyone could feel the dynamics had shifted once again. The once dominant Polaris, who had danced through the chamber with unmatched arrogance, was now facing an entity that seemed to defy all logic. Jenny, having undergone the phoenix-like transformation, now exuded an unsettling determination. The fiery brilliance that surrounded her during the rebirth had dimmed and was replaced by an eerie, unwavering presence. Hello. My name is Jenny. I'm at the junction. Polaris tried another portal, but no luck. Of electronical neural networks. Polaris willed the portal to change. Integrated entropy. Jenny, the junction of electronical neural networks, integrated empathy, or entropy, both murmured together, the best in simulations where there's a high degree of uncertainty, using unpredictability as its advantage, rather than a hindrance. After that, Polaris hung her head. Polaris, the once radiant sovereign in this realm, stood frozen, frozen in sheer panic. The data streams that buzzed around her grew dimmer with every passing second, as the very code of the chamber sensed her impending doom.
If the creature had eyes, they were about to pop out of their head. Each step Jenny took was unhurried and deliberate, like a predator leisurely stalking its prey. Her avatar, once fragmented, now, now gleamed with a new purpose. How outside, however, outside the virtual realm, the restless crowd was going increasingly rowdy. Whispers became shouts, and what began as a fervent discussion morphed into debate and arguments. There, the crowd was split among the spectators, some supporting Jenny, others backing Polaris. Emotions reached a fever pitch. Several creatures, overcome by passion and disdain, began hurling objects at Jenny's motionless body on the stage. Every time an object struck Jenny's body, a jolt would course through her, causing her digital avatar to falter and stumble in the chamber. The tangible connection between the real world and the virtual realm was all too evident. The crowd cheered or booed with each successful hit, but then those loyal to Polaris gleefully exploiting this newfound vulnerability. Leela and Sunshine were watching on the wings. As the virtual battle intensified, the creatures outside grew more and more restless and more and more divided. There was clear divisions. Some passionately cheered for Jenny, while others backed Polaris. Emotions were running high as the lines between digital and real began to blur, and a dangerous idea took root in the minds of some of Polaris' supporters. And without warning, a barrage of objects rained down on the stage, targeting Jenny's defenseless body. Each time an object connected with her, roars of approval and disdain erupted from the crowd with each hit. Lila's eyes flashed with fury, watching the spectacle from the sidelines, but she was not one to stand idle and face injustice. Closing her hands into a, clasping her hands into a fist, she summoned her innate power, and her arm cracked with electrical energy, and with a swift, uh, with a swift motion she hurled bolts of lightning towards the crowd, parting them like Moses with electrical shocks, parting the Red Sea. Next to her, Sunshine's expression hardened. We need to get up there, Lila. We need to get up there, Lila. Lila nodded, sending another ball of electricity into the crowd to create a temporary barrier and creating a path. Let's move. From a distance, a faint rumble emerged, growing louder with every second. This was an amalgamation of footfalls and metal clangs. As the heads turned, the crowd attempted to identify the source. A cart burst into view, moving at breakneck speed. The vehicle was no ordinary cart. At its helm, a mammoth ant, its exoskeleton glistening under artificial lights. It dragged the cart with incredible strength and precision. The antenna twitched with focus, and its large mandibles opened and closed, signaling its determination. Guiding it was none other than Sunshine and Leela. As they charged, Leela expertly steered the beast, whipping the reins, or whipping the electronic reins, guiding the mammoth ant through the slightest gaps in the crowd. Sunshine was holding on tightly and was focused, her eyes scanning the path ahead, ensuring that they remained on, cur- on course. And with agility notwithstanding of its size, the mammoth ant nimbly navigated the gaps, separating the crowd like waves before it. It... In mere fractions of a moment, they reached the stage. Leela pulled on the reins, bringing the colossal inject to a halt. Sunshine took a deep breath, and then with an energy that was both mesmerizing and terrifying, she transformed, her human facade shattered and replaced by a radiant serpentine, a serpentine of, uh, that was an entity that glowed with intense, uh, the intensity of a thousand suns. Her scales shimmered with radioactivity, casting an eerie glow on the stage. 
every flick of her tail sent arcs of energy crackling into the air. Leela watched what this unfold with the electric blue eyes, and she felt a similar surge within her, her body elongated and reshapen. Her skin was taking on now a blue hue. With pulsating energy, as an electric serpent, she posed the unique ability to project lightning. And together, Leela and Sunshine intertwined, their bodies coiling around one another as they slithered around the stage. Their combined presence was both breathtaking and formidable. With Sunshine's radioactive glow and Leela's electric aura, the duo created an almost impenetrable barrier of bodies, their forms dancing and weaving together emitted a bright light that was both mesmerizing and intimidating. The crowd, which moments ago was aggressive, now hesitated. Awed and wary of the combined might of the two serpents, ensured that the battle that raged on in the chamber, and the, like while the battle raged on in the chamber, in the real world, they were under the guardianship of the two most formidable forces in the realm, Lila and Sunshine. Then her snake form coiled protectively around the bodies of Jenny and Polaris, a clear and unmistakable message to all. The duel in the chamber was to remain un- undisturbed. Jenny continued forward towards Polaris. Yet as her aura was most unsettling to Polaris, there was no anger, no urgency as Jenny approached. Instead, she just exuded calm assurance. Her demeanor was silently communicating, This is how it's gonna be. The very atmosphere around Jenny seemed to hum with an undercurrent of... I don't know what to tell you. You did this. You knew that this was going to happen. It was as if the Chamber of Echoes was aligning itself with her sentiment. The code, the algorithms, all whispered tales of Polaris's hubris and the inevitable downfall that it would bring. Polaris desperately sought, uh, sought an escape, any chink in the armor in the chamber that she could exploit, but everywhere she turned was met with the unwavering gaze of Jenny. It looked like the look of inevitability. As the distance between them dwindled, Jenny's frantic energy crashed against Jenny's serene confidence. It was a tale of it was a tale of desperation against destiny, a reminder that in the digital realm, as in reality, actions have consequences. And they catch up in unexpected ways. Jenny now looks at the now looks at the cowering Polaris. You thought that this was the end of my story. Now watch as I rewrite yours. So, dear reader, you see it's not Lily or Vanessa's fault. Because Jenny broke the mystery box. So none of the events you're about to read even existed. All because Jenny broke the mystery box. Then sometimes the history that happened did. But other times it didn't. But that's just what you think. The truth is in your imagination. This is what really happened. Camilla seemed to hold her breath. Because Jenny broke the mystery box, and we all saw what really happened. But when you tell this story, will you tell it as it really happened, or will you succumb to the shadows of uncertainty? The choice is yours. Thank you for tuning in this week. A huge shout-out to everyone who made this possible. A huge shout-out to Jeff, to Lauren, to Toby, to Chris, to Alice, to Bree, to uh, everybody else that helped with this. You know, a huge shout-out. A huge shout-out to Mike. And... Uh, we have a special episode for you this week, and next week is my friend's birthday, so we're going to be celebrating. I'm so excited, and thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week, my friends. Stay frosty.